0: Hey, hey, family. Welcome to the Lens of Faith podcast. I'm so excited to introduce my special guest today, Nancy Knopp. She's a wife, a mother, an entrepreneur, and most recently, she launched a powerful women's spirit-filled movement, Esther's Arise. Hey, Nancy. How are you? Hi, how are you? Oh, I love your earrings. We're twinning today.
1: <laughs> right. I love that we're wearing the same earrings.
0: (laughs) So, guys, Nancy is wearing Hooked on You Co. The Gold Showstoppers. Matchy, matchy.
1: (laughs) You look great. I love them so much.
0: (laughs) So, actually, Nancy and I recently just met. She was praying over me at a church event. And then she said, what are you doing this Saturday? I'm starting a movement called Esther's Arise. A women's movement. I only have a few spots left, but I feel that you're supposed to be there. And right when she said women's event, spirit filled, I was already there. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about discernment and rising up and being who God has called us to be for such a time as this. That's right. You know, the word discernment and wisdom is not a fun word. It's not a buzzword that you hear a lot. It's like the word surrender or holiness or repentance, but it is what God is requiring of us in this time.
1: But we need to have, this is like the primary topic of the hour. We need discernment. We need We need to speak on holiness and repentance and this is... This is it. This is where the true revival is going to birth out of. <laughs> it is. They, maybe people don't realize that yet, but they have got a lot to say about it.
0: You know, we've been taught that wisdom comes with age, right? That we have to be old and gray. But God is calling all of us from young to old to walk in wisdom and discernment,
1: even teenagers. Yeah, I would say teenagers, high school, yeah.
0: Oh, definitely high schoolers. <laughs> they just go with whatever's popular. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, well... <laughs> Even moms teaching their teenagers discernment is so key in this hour.
0: Yeah, start young. Start
1: young, start with your kids. Yeah, definitely.
0: So God really spoke to me when I was reading about the wisest man that ever lived in King Solomon. God approached Solomon and offered him anything in the world that he could ask for, anything he would ever want. He said to him, ask me for whatever you want and I will give it to you. Come on, wouldn't we love that?
1: Yeah.
0: And you know what Solomon's answer was? I mean, there's so many things that he could ask God for, but instead of wealth or women or power or, or long life or kingdoms, instead of anything like that, his only desire was for wisdom. He asked God for wisdom. Yeah, Think about that for a moment. And the Bible says that God was so pleased that Solomon asked him for this. God responded by telling him because you asked for this and not for long life or wealth for yourself nor for the death of your enemies but because you asked for discernment I will do what you've asked not only will I give you a wise and discerning heart but there will be nobody wiser than you nor will there ever be and I will give you all that you did not ask for. I will give you wealth and honor so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. Wow. I'm telling you, friends, it's time to get wise and start to seek discernment. Not only does discernment please God, but the Bible says it's more valuable than gold. And it's really what we need for such a time as this.
1: Right, exactly.
0: I knew God was telling me to ask him for discernment and wisdom. And this was several years ago. But I remember when I started praying that he started to give me his perspective on people and life and situations that I did not have before. I've always been someone that speaks my mind and just keeps it real, right? But God would tell me, like, don't speak in certain situations when I could have said something. And then there's other times that he would prompt me to say something that was very hard to say to someone that I was like, I don't want to really tell her that, right? Uh, But I knew it was God. And I would see the outcome be very positive because of that discernment. Girl, let me tell you, it's been a complete game changer in my life. Yes. And this is not just for me. This is not what God has for me specifically. Discernment is necessary for every believer. Everyone who claims to be a Christian, every Jesus follower needs discernment. Yes. Especially in the day and age that we're living in now. You know, the Bible tells us many will be purified and made spotless and refined, but the wicked will continue to be wicked. None of the wicked will understand, but those who are wise will understand. We must be wise. Wisdom and discernment and understanding will help us to know who to connect to and who not to connect to, where to go, when not to go, right? Right. You know, what to think, what to believe. And we can be sensitive to God's voice because we have discernment. It affects every aspect of our lives. Without it, we're just walking around aimlessly, you know, just hoping that God has our back.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: I'll share with you a recent example that taught me the importance of having discernment. I was on social media, on Instagram, and I hopped on a few of these live IGs that pastors are doing now. It's these really popular celebrity, you know, hipster-like pastors, right? Right. And they're all good guys, but I was really caught up and I kind of went into a rabbit hole where I just started like watching a few of these for a couple hours. And I started to see that, you know, there was a couple things where there was compromise and I started feeling uncomfortable and uneasy. Then the Holy Spirit got my attention and that discernment kicked in. And I remember in that moment saying, God, whoever it is that you want me to unfollow, you just tell me and I'll do it right now. Wow. Whoever it is, if there's anyone keeping me distracted or keeping me from what you have for me, you just tell me and I'll unfollow them right now. And these aren't bad people. You know, they love Jesus like I do, but they were keeping me distracted and keeping me stuck on a level when God wants to take me to a different level. That's right. And instantly, I'm telling you, instantly, He gave me five names. Wow. And then on the other hand, He led me to accounts that I didn't even know who they were, didn't even know these people. They weren't, they're weren't. they not as popular. But I felt the Holy Spirit was telling me to actually follow them, that they were going to edify me. They were going to give me the words I needed to hear. They were going to take me to next levels to follow those pastors and those evangelists and those prophets, right? And those voices. God helped me discern what I needed to do in that moment.
1: Wow, that's a, that's awesome, being obedient to that, because obedience really, um, the more obedient you are, the, the, the more discernment He really gives you. Like if He says something and you do it, and you know that He's asking you to do that, He actually will give you more discernment on other things that maybe nobody sees, but you see it. And the reason that you see it is because He can trust you with the little. Um, I really believe in that whole idea. Like when the Bible says, you know, I'm giving you the little, Sometimes he gives you the little discernment on the things that nobody's seeing, but you see it. And the reason he's giving you that is because he's trusting you with it. And if you do something with that, he you I really believe the more discernment he really gives you, like on things that are going on, not just in your immediate sphere of influence, but also within the regions and the nation. I really believe that God is wanting to give um, people discernment, not just on their particular family and personal life, but on the regional area they live in, and the nations. Like, and I believe that he's longing to do and longing to connect us to the deep secrets of his heart. And part of that discernment um, is the first step. So it sounds like Leah, you really took a, a step of faith and were obedient to the Holy Spirit in that place. Um, and another thing I thought about when you said that was, it is very true that we can get so distracted on social media with everybody else's everything. It could be messages. It could be a really good thing, but it's not the best thing for you. And it's not the best thing for what God has you for and the vision he's called you to. And so I think that that's a very important point to make.
0: You see, I believe more than ever, we're in a time where we have to be very careful who has our attention, who has our ear, and who takes up
1: our time. That's right. I actually was recently invited before I launched Esther's Arise. I was invited into a ministry um, team. It was a different ministry, and the Holy Spirit, like you know, knocked on my heart and He said, "Nancy, this is a really great opportunity, but it actually isn't for you. This part, this one, isn't for you." And. I thought, oh my gosh, it lines up with some of the stuff. He said, yeah, but I've called you to birth a movement. Come on. And it was just like a tiny thing, but it was really God said, let this go because it's a really good thing, but it's not the best thing I have for you. And honestly, it took a discerning spirit. I had to discern that to know that this wasn't my path, you know, in that moment. And, and that's another sneaky tool from
0: the enemy to have Christians just stay busy doing things that are good things, but they're not the best thing. It can even be ministry, but it's not the best thing that God has. Yeah. Preventing us from walking in our true calling and doing the more impactful thing that God has planned for us, right? It's another reason why we need to walk in discernment every day.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so clear right after I, you know, called a friend of mine and said, Hey, this isn't, you know, but right after that, I had the dream. The Lord said, It's time to take the next step to go forward. And I say that to say that really we have to discern with our own personal lives, what he's called us to and what he hasn't. And I think that's really key, Leah, what you mentioned. That is that is a really important point.
0: Like how God had me clean up my social media account, right? He's done that with, you know, errands. Sometimes I'm just going to go on a simple errand to Home Depot and I feel like he just doesn't want me to go for some reason and I don't know why.
1: Yeah. We're in a time of divine alignment. And so God uh, has sh- shared with me a few years ago, I wrote it in my journal. He said, I'm, I'm setting you up with divine friendships and relationships that are going to be for the purposes of of the heart of God that I have for you. for so the vision that I've called you to carry for the calling that you have. And so for those listening, like I really believe that there are divine relationships and divine friendships and that we pray, right? Leah, we pray for this. And, Oh, yeah. Even this relationship and just feeling this divine connection, but that God is really wanting to set you apart in that place where you can divinely connect with relationships and know that it's God. And then he also has relationships where you just, it's not God and it's just not for the season or, and sometimes it could be just not the timing, but even discerning time, discerning timing, but we are in a time. Right now, where God is divinely aligning relationships to birth things, to birth movements, to birth ministries, and it's out of the ordinary. It's not something that, like, was done before necessarily. There are forerunners coming forth in this hour that are going to do things that we've never seen before. And God has specific relationships and alignments that he has for the path that you've been called to. And so I feel like that's a word for some people listening. I do feel like that even that discernment can be key and that where we can miss it in discernment with relationships is if we're man pleasing. Um, I feel like that sometimes if you are, you have a man pleasing or you have fear of man, you might try to please somebody else based on what is happening, but it's not God. It's not a God alignment. And so I think that it's really key to understand that it's okay to say no And I think even understanding boundaries and being someone that can maybe not have boundaries could actually lead you into a wrong path. And, you know, that discernment to to when to say no and when to say yes and, and who's the right alignment and who's not is so key in this hour that we're in, in terms of what's going on nationally and what we're called to birth in this hour.
0: So good. Nancy, I'm excited to hear you share about how Esther's Arise came to life. You know, because I have the same heart and passion as you for women, for women to stand up, to be fearless, to be bold, and to be all that God has created us to be, right? It's like we're soul sisters.
1: (laughs) Yes, I can see that in you. Just knowing what I know of you, you are very called to women and you have a voice for women too. It's amazing.
0: And this is who I've been since I can remember. I remember as far back as junior high. Even though I was the popular girl in school, I never did the popular things. I couldn't stand cliques. I didn't want to do what everybody else was doing. I didn't want to go with the flow, you know, and I would always reach out and have a heart for those that were sitting by themselves eating lunch or maybe the loners or the ones that felt invisible or didn't have anybody sitting next to them. I always had Jesus heart for people since I was younger, especially women. Yeah, you know, I'm not the catty girl. I don't like drama, you know. Yeah. My heart has always been to empower women. So I most deaf love your vision and your heart for Esther's Arise.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can concur. I actually had the same thing. You know, I always felt like the people that were sitting alone at the table during lunch, literally I would go sit with them because I felt the same heart that Jesus felt for those that were alone or maybe they were being neglected. At some level that I felt the heart to go reach out to them. And so I, I, I didn't even know that about you. <laughs> yes, girl. But I it's like, we really are sisters <laughs> just hearing you say that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So for sure. For sure. Um, but it is, it is, we have to be looking out for those that are in hard places and, yes. um, those do, that do have depression or are going through something that's very, very hard and maybe they don't even have family right? or, um, they feel like, you know, they've been like lost in their calling that Jesus has called them, but they don't really know their steps. And um, yes, um yeah, and, and I, it's a time for women to really rise, Yes, for Esthers to really rise. It really is for such a time as this.
0: So true. So true. We're in a time where God is shaking up the church as we know it, right? And he's calling forth the ones he's prepared, the set apart, the remnant. And I believe you and I are part of that.
1: Yeah amen we are on the same track girlfriend
0: (laughs) this is like the deepest topic but I can't stop laughing because of you and your laugh you're cracking me up right now
1: (laughs) okay (laughs) totally it's like it's like it's like and for such a time as this like we know we've been created for this time oh yeah it's like all these years of like like hardship and things that have come against us and training and preparation, like now's our time to come
0: forward. You saw, obviously, at your event, that I'm a total extrovert. You know, I literally could have a coffee date every day, right? It wasn't until Jesus was like, no, I need time with you too, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And we're similar that way too. We really are so sisters when you mentioned about that going to the person in high school and sitting that was me girl. Like I was like, what? There's another one of me <laughs> like <laughs> yes. Like, what? And same with me. I wasn't like I was popular in school. I, I got along with everyone. And yet I felt my heart drawn to the people sitting alone at the table.
0: Me too. I've always been that
1: girl. You're so relational and so fun. Yeah. Totally. <laughs>
0: You and I are so similar. Like, we can be totally serious and drop a truth bomb, but then we can be a comedian the next minute and just make everyone laugh, right? We have both sides to us. <laughs> totally. Okay, let's get back on topic. I think they had enough of our girl crush.
1: <laughs> you know it's funny? I, I actually had this crazy dream about the time we're in, and the discernment we would need, but how to get, like, basically in the dream, I I was hearing a prophetic voice speaking from, like, 1960 on a TV screen and saying, how will they know the voice of God in that day?
0: Ooh, yeah.
1: And then I'm, like, walking away from the TV screen and I hear the Lord speaking to me in the dream, and He says, how will they know the voice of me in this day?
0: Exactly. Exactly
1: and i woke up from that dream knowing that that discernment that was is so needed to hear god's voice and no other voices came because you really spent time with him mm-hmm. and i was thinking about that when you were mentioning about the hour we're in and how we need discernment and i was thinking about that that came to my heart about the discernment we need can only come when you know Jesus.
0: So true.
1: Because there's so many voices in the world, we have to know what is Jesus' voice. And the only way to know his voice is by spending time with him and spending time in the secret place, in the word of God, and in prayer, specifically dialoguing with the Lord on a daily basis. Because it's so easy for the enemy to come in, Right. And prowl around like a roaring lion, just like a vision says, and and we and it's easy to be seduced by one word, by the media, by a friend, even a well-meaning friend. I'm that's really bold to say. Truth. But sometimes even right now we're in a time where I would say even the church isn't fully discerning the voice of Jesus. And the reason is because there's so many voices and they don't spend time with them.
0: Amen. That's a reality
1: it's the
0: reality. Really discernment is a sign of maturity and a relationship with God because you know, people will ask me, you know, pray for discernment for me or pray for wisdom for me. And it's not something that I can pray for you. It's something that you have to desire and hunger for yourself. And it's something that you have to come to God and spend time with Him and start to cultivate that in a relationship with Him. It's not something I can just, you know, pray for and you're just going to get zapped with discernment. Far too many times believers treat God like he's the fairy godmother, right? Zap, and there you are. Zap, and your wish comes true, right? But apart from him, there is no good thing. Like Nancy said, we have to get in our secret place, spending time with him in his word, in prayer, in worship. Just you and Jesus, no distractions. That's where the fruit comes from. That's where things like the grace and the self-control, the discernment, all those fruits of the Spirit, the things that we need in our life, all these good things come out of a daily intimate relationship with Jesus.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And and like Matthew 5 says that those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. And so like even with discernment, if you feel like you're lacking in discernment or you're not sure, you can ask yourself a few questions. Where where Is my level at? Like, how much do I actually want the Lord within my life at all levels? And is there anything in my life that is maybe not supposed to be in my life? Am I allowing something in my own personal life that's not meant to be there? And I think that if we do allow these things in our life that are not of Jesus, And our sin, in in what the Bible calls sin, um, and it's unrighteous living, it can actually deter us from fully hearing God's voice and, honestly, discernment. It, It cuts off the spirit of discernment in our own personal lives.
0: You know, the enemy is real, and he's the great deceiver, and he wants to deceive God's people. But most of the time, he's very sneaky. And so if you don't have discernment, then you won't see that all these distractions, all these lies, all these things that he's bombarding you with are actually part of his deceptive plan.
1: Yeah. And we are like where we are right now. There's a lot of deception happening. And but the Bible very clear is very clear about the deception that's coming. And it's going to be a much greater deception than what we're seeing now, And even it says, the Bible says that even up to the elect could be deceived. That means if you are a professing Christian, a professing spiritual Christian, that the Bible says that even up to the elect could be deceived. And that's a really, it's like a scary thought to even have that. But honestly, uh, with what's going on in the nations right now. And with what I would call a white outward appearance, with evil hearts—that's on the inside. God's very clear. Jesus is very clear about warning about the wolf in sheep's clothing. They, this is on the earth right now. This is not something that's coming. Um, deception is here. It's—it's it's not something that's a little. It's a lot. There is a lot of deception both in the church and out of the church, um, and there are wolves in sheep's clothing and. It's hard to imagine that, but if we don't see it now, I can't imagine how much more will be deceived in the days to come uh, with the Antichrist spirit and the things that are happening in the nations.
0: And I believe, you know, even on a more personal level, why we might not initially want discernment or seek discernment or wisdom is because we want to stay in our protective bubble, you know? We don't want to be reminded of past pains and past hurts and past offenses, right? So we'd rather just distract ourselves and kind of escape so we don't have to face the pain. We'd rather try to stay above it all and stay in that cloud where you don't really have to face things. You don't have to face things head on, right? You don't have to look at the issue or remind yourself of the pain. You can kind of escape a little bit. But the truth is there's more harm than good in that. God wants us to face the pain. And yes, it will hurt initially, that's right. but that's where our deeper healing is. When we give it all to Him, you know, He's God. He can handle whatever we've been through, whatever trauma we've been through, whatever hurt, whatever pain we've been through.
1: Yeah, so to look inward and to really understand where you may be deceiving your own self, it would be called denial or maybe denial about the very things that you've been through, denial about the the pain that you've been through and really dealing with like dealing with it head on like Leah said, like it's not an easy thing to do, but it's so worth it. Um and it's worth going to things in your own personal life to say, "Hey, you know what? I'm I'm living a lie. I'm not really facing it. And, 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 you know, it's, it's when you do face it, there's pain that may come up with that. A lot of people I believe don't face it because they think the pain is greater. If they just stay in their bubble then facing the pain, it's going to be safer that way. But the reality is you are not going to be safe if you don't face what's going on on the inside of you and you pretend or you're in denial it's, it's a real deal and it's happening all over where there are a type of denial. Some people, I believe, are ignorantly in denial. They don't even know it because what happens if you start living a, a, a lie in the beginning or there's something that you're not dealing with and then it goes into another level and you have to face something else and you just decide not to face that and then you go into something else and you just, and it, you know, it, it builds up. And I think that's actually when you start not discerning other things around you is when you don't discern what's going on in your own heart. And of course, Jesus is always after the heart and he's always after healing the heart. So it's worth it to go inward. Yes.
0: And he wants us to trust him with all of our wounds so he can heal us so we can be whole and free and live abundantly the life that he has called us to live. Having discernment actually protects you and keeps you out of harm's way. It's the life of peace the life of peace comes from discernment.
1: Yes, the life of peace. I love that. I love the life of peace comes from discernment. And, you know, I, I can personally say that I've made some mistakes where I didn't discern appropriately or I gave in to man fe- me, like fear of man and said yes to things I wasn't supposed to say yes to. And, you know, part of that t- sometimes is because that's how you were taught. Maybe, maybe you were taught not to say no as a child. Maybe, you know, there was things in your life where, you just, you just have a big heart and you want to give and give and give, but God's asking you to give and also really love yourself in the midst of loving other people. Like he says, love yourself as much as you love others. And, and I think that in that process of Discerning and understanding we learn from our mistakes.
0: Yeah, we've all made mistakes and we're all learning, right? These are just lessons that we need to learn.
1: We're all in training, I believe, in discernment. It's not like you've got it perfectly because we're all weak, you know. Many times I say to Jesus, you know, my weakness is Lord, like you're strong. And so, but the, the fact is, God wants to teach us discernment. And He wants to train us so that we will be prepared as a pure and spotless bride.
0: Yeah, we're all a work in progress. And God is so graceful and so loving. So Nancy, tell us a little bit more about you and how Esther's Arise came to life. So yeah, so
1: I really started business like ten years ago, and uh, really graduated as a nurse. I was an RN for years. I, I loved always helping people. Like when I was five, I was like, "It's I just want to help people," and it was my big heart to just see people healed. And from the time I remember, like five years old, and and you know, and I was raised in the church, but really when. Um, 2009, 2010, I needed my own health helped. And so I entered into helping people with their health. And in the meantime, I was doing ministry in varying forms. I was actually working downtown with um, homeless. We helped build up a coffee shop. I was living in Michigan at the time. There was a lot of ministry going on around my life within my businesses or whatever I was doing. Women were always on my heart. I always felt called um, to minister to women, to do discipleship with women and also just pray with women, and to call forth women.
0: Same here.
1: Um, and then secondly to that, I felt a call to prayer. So I, uh, my husband and I actually met um, in Kansas City at a house of prayer, and we both felt this calling to intercession, um, to be praying and on the wall. So throughout the years, it was like God was saying, I'm preparing you for a ministry. And I didn't know what was going to be called at that time, but... I knew it was coming and the Lord was showing me I was getting prepared for something. So, I mean, back five years ago, I was, you know, at a business conference and just felt um, this burden in my spirit when I was there for like the souls of America. And I felt this like God was speaking to me about them and, and just American as, as a nation and just like this longing to see people saved and this longing to see people see who Jesus is. And I knew in my heart that God had told me about the bride that had to be ready for the return of Jesus. And in my heart, I was like, are we ready? And God was giving me dreams about preparing the bride for the return of Jesus. And I was thinking, you know, man, I'm so burdened by this. I literally left the meeting and I went into my car and I just prayed and cried out to the Lord for America and just felt like the wave of intercession in in the spirit over mine. And that night, I actually had a dream about America. I feel like it was a dream about revival that was coming. And I saw um, actually a man named Billy Graham, who was a well-known evangelist all over the world. And in the dream, he released an eagle. And after he released the eagle, I saw in a vision a fire pocket come off the Carolinas. And then I saw hundreds of fire pockets being released into the nation. And I knew that it was um, the will of Billy Graham, that he would wanted to, as he was writing in the dream, a will on a piece of paper, that he wanted to see this revival. He wanted to see the heart of Jesus touch America. And, um, and I just wept in the dream, like I did in real life the day before. I was travailing in the spirit over repentance and the turn of people's hearts back to uh, back to Jesus. And it was about the nation of America. Um, so fast forward, uh, I, had, I received a prophetic word by a man named Lou Engel. He, um He's a prophet in the nation for abortion and turning um, basically pro-life, totally pro-life. He used to gather conferences of 100,000. In real life, he did prophesy a word that I was called to birth an Esther's movement. But he didn't know that I was actually dreaming about this vision for women gatherings, and I already started a little gathering. I had, you know, different events and things. Um, but basically, said you're called to birth a double portion Esther's movement. Follow, and I knew that was God because I felt the presence of fire hit my body, and I just knew this was God. And it was very intense. Like I just knew. Um, and then fast forward six months in 2017, I received a dream from the Lord about Esther who fasted and prayed to change a nation. And I, I knew, I knew that we're represented this Esther's movement. It was about Esther's coming together to really shift something in the spiritual realm. And so really Esther's Right now, it's a gathering to gather the women together to stand and intercede on behalf of America. But it's more than just us gathering. It's about our own personal hearts being set free, our own uh, overcoming mindset to be a prepared bride for the return of Jesus. And so Esther herself in the Bible could not remain silent. And Mordecai basically said, if you remain silent, someone else may rise up. But if you don't, then what will happen? And that is really the call that we're in right now, as a not only just as a nation of America, I mean, worldwide, we need to stand up for what is right.
0: Yes, yes.
1: We need to stand up and speak. Uh, in this hour, it's so critical that we pray, and even at all costs, is the message. So, the vision of Esther's Arise is women rising up together, overcoming and saying yes to Jesus at all costs. And I believe that um, the message at all costs represents different people. It's gonna look different, but it's going to be a yes in the spirit of es- the Esther, the woman who says, no matter what it takes, no matter what it looks like, I will say yes to Jesus. Even if it means like Esther said, if I die, I die. And so it's, it's a gathering that's gonna like Burst forth, I believe, into the nation, and that many women will be set free, healed, and delivered. And re- revival will break out.
0: We definitely need it.
1: There's a divine acceleration that we're in right now, I believe. But the Lord was saying to me, "This is the beginning of the beginning. This is like you're not seeing what I'm about to do." And that's what I believe. Like even meeting you and and you know meeting all these amazing people, I'm just it's just all of a sudden, and I just feel like it's for this time.
0: Oh yeah, I knew meeting you was a divine setup. That's right. What would you say is your heart's passion for women of today?
1: Well, the biggest passion that I see is um, being able to see someone who has been totally like worn down, like feels like they can't get up. Maybe they're been in abusive situations. Maybe they're sick, you know, maybe they, maybe they had a loss, you know, I've had actually a few miscarriages and I'm open about that, you know. Um, and it was hard sometimes just to experience loss and then say, I can get up again because the Lord's asking me to. And so much of of life can throw a curveball at you. And I believe that women today have promises in their hearts that God has called them to birth something in the spirit that may not be for everyone, but they know they've been called. They know that God is speaking to them. And some of them are alone and some of them are in hiding. and and they don't feel connected to a greater community. And so we really can't do this alone. We, we must do it together, and we must rise up together. And so that is what I see as the passion for women is to really believe for them that they can overcome, and they can rise. And that if there's a problem, or if there's like a, a blockage, God can set them free, God can heal them. And so that's my passion is really that healing and deliverance and seeing women take that step and go, yes, I can do this.
0: Amen. Nancy, why is it critical that we arise with the warrior's posture in these days?
1: Well, that's a good question. Um, Well, we need to be because we are in a critical hour and there is so much going on in the nation, both in the government, politics, in the church. And We really are not fighting against flesh and blood. We really are fighting in the spirit. And scripture clearly states that for us to really rise together today is really to like confront in the spiritual realm that it's critical to really push back the darkness that's trying to creep in over the nation and over people's lives um, that if we don't, it's like what Mordecai said, like Haman, I call it the deceptive spirit, you know, like the counterfeit deceptive spirit. That, but I felt like the Lord actually one time said to me, like Haman in the book of Esther is kind of like the counterfeit deceptive spirit over the nation of America. And that um, we need to be able to say, no matter what, we will pray on behalf and we will stand up against the counterfeit um, so it's very critical because we are seeing increasing darkness. The Bible very clearly talks about increased lawlessness, and we're definitely seeing that going on in the nation. So it's very critical for this hour.
0: Yes. God is calling us to wake up and arise. Well, Nancy, we're about to wrap up. <laughs> I've had such a fun time. I mean, for having to speak on discernment, you know, and rising up, <laughs> this has actually been really fun.
1: Yes. I'm having fun with you on this. (laughs) Yeah, this is really good. I'm so grateful that you invited me and I'm just glad to be here. Do you have any final words of wisdom? Well, I just believe that like, you know, that having people around you can also help with discernment. And I just believe in like dialoguing with people that you're close to. So if you feel like, I have a fr- a, couple, a number of friends that like, you know, maybe I'm just learning something. And, you know, if you think you're off on it, you know, sometimes I just go call a friend and say, hey, this is what I'm seeing. It, are you getting the same thing? Or, you know, I might even like pray about it and then like go talk to my husband about something and say, hey, like, you know, or maybe God will tell me sometimes actually God speaks. He does definitely speak through dreams. He'll speak to me through a dream and say, hey, this is what I'm showing you. And I love how God speaks because he speaks in multiple ways. But I just think really, like, don't be afraid to talk to somebody if there's something you're discerning and you might think you're the only one, but you're not alone. And um, I think that's really important to really have that around you, being accountable to that. Yeah.
0: Amen. Iron sharpens iron. The fruit in others can either nourish you or poison you. So it's very important that you choose wisely and with discernment who you connect yourself to and who you spend time with. Well, I'm so excited for the next Esther's Arise event coming up in September. If you would share any information so we can connect with you and, you know, register for the event.
1: Yes. So I have social media platforms. I do have a Facebook page, Esther's Arise. Um, you can search that out and connect with Leah for the, the tagline on that. But and I also have an Instagram, Esther's Esters underscore Rise. You can look for that. Um, We are going to have an event on September 12th from about 9 to 4. It will be a Watch Women Intercessory Gathering. Um, There will be prophetic uh, importation. You'll just be blessed. I I just know that. So any woman is invited. um, If you feel called as an Esther, if you feel called um, to be with other women in this hour, to rise up, if you are um, desiring to gather with other women and see... Uh, the fruit of life come forth in this hour. It's just really important. So any woman is invited. Yes.
0: Awesome, Nancy. Uh, Do you have a website for Esther's Arise?
1: Yes, Um, estersarise.org. So Esther's with the S, arise.org. Go to that page and you'll find more information there. Also under the event section, we'll be posting the event there.
0: I look forward to September 12th And I'll definitely be there and I'll bring as many women, Esters as I can. (laughs) Would you lead us out in prayer?
1: Yes. And so Lord, we just thank you for this time. I thank you for Leah and all that she's doing for the kingdom of God. I thank you that uh, this hour is really the hour of discernment that we need discernment in this hour. And I thank you for the discernment, discerning gifts that you're giving to many, many people in this hour that the discernment of gifts is the need and you are the giver. So I'm just, thank you you, right now, God, for the spirit of discernment to come upon a people group in this hour, in a way that we have never even carried because we need it in this hour, Lord. And just thank you for all those listening, God, and for all those that carry the heart of you to bring something into the kingdom, God, for such a time as this. And we just call forth all the people we call forth, the kingdom keepers in Jesus' name, the remnants, the bride of Christ, to stand up in this hour and be all they're created to be in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Love you. <laughs> Love you too. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Make sure to sign up to get all the blog and podcast updates at leahmariecarson.com. Follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. Subscribe to the Lens of Faith podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Remember, friends, life becomes clearer when you focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon.